to Nonprofit Lowdown. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Rhea Wong. In this podcast, I recommend a book, tool, tip, podcast, or resource that has helped me to build a multi-million dollar nonprofit organization. I've done the research, so you don't have to. All of it is delivered in 50 minutes or less because you don't have time to waste. Let's get started. Hello, podcast listeners. Today, I am joined by my very good friend, John Rinaldi, exec assistant to the stars. <laughs> Including you. Well, you were never my assistant. Really? I no. feel like I was. No, we were toiling in the trenches together. That's true, I suppose. Um, so John and I have known each other for 15 years. God. When I, my very first nonprofit job. <laughs> and I've asked him here today because I think um, one of the things that many executives, nonprofit executives, certainly struggle with is how to effectively delegate and work with an assistant because I think we're all running at 50 million miles an hour. It's hard to even slow down to think, much less effectively use an admin uh, to the best of their ability. So I've invited John here to talk about his experiences as an admin. So. John, how long have you been supporting folks in this role? Oh my gosh, for so long. Uh, I think my first admin job, oh heavens, would have been at least in the 90s, maybe even in the 80s. So we're, you know, we're going way back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've worked in a number of different spaces, including technology and nonprofit and mental health. So mm-hmm. those are all really different kinds of roles. But it's funny because the challenges are very similar across all those different spaces. Mm. You wouldn't think it would be the same necessarily working for a psychiatrist as it is working for an ED, but a lot of the time it is. Okay, how so? Um, the, the big themes are you have to find somebody that you can communicate with two-way street. Like, you know, you as the executive and the admin have to be able to talk to each other. So you have to be someone that's approachable. Um, you have to hire somebody who's not afraid of you, who's not intimidated by you. It means you have to find somebody who is also not afraid to be in the spotlight because that person's going to serve as your proxy uh, very often. And you want someone who, you know, if, if someone is trying to reach you and they get your assistant on the phone, you want somebody that's going to be a good representative for you uh, and somebody that, you know, thinks the way that you think. Um, so those are two big things. Um, well, how long would you yeah. say the breaking in process takes? Because I feel like oh, I've heard wow. from a lot of my executive director friends that they're, they have a hard time finding the right person and I'm always wondering, like, and you is hear that the over wrong and over. person or is it just that you haven't had enough time to gel? It takes at least six months and that's okay. best case. I mm-hmm. would say really a year. Um, but, uh, it just depends on the person. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so much of it is finding ways that you can meet halfway on things. Mm -hmm. Some people want to be, some, some execs want to be interrupted every time something happens. They want you to barge into their office and tell them the minute something Mm -hmm. happens. Others don't. They don't want to be disturbed unless you have a meeting with them. So you meet with them once a week and you save everything and you mm-hmm. go down a big long tick list with them. So you have to figure out what they like. They mm-hmm. And they have to figure out what they like too. Yeah. Um, and that's a big part of it is I think a lot of times they don't know what it is that they want. Yes. And so you have to help them help them discern what it is they want. Right. And you have to not be afraid to lead that process. And, and I mean, you have to be very blunt. Like a lot of times I will say, you know, we can do it like this or we can do it like that. Like these are the Mm -hmm. two choices that are before us right now. Which one do you like better? You know, and, and that seems to work. So it sounds like, you know, you've been successful 
because you've been able to manage upward. Mm -hmm. But yes. doesn't that come with a bit of maturity? Because I'm thinking a lot about, you know, assistants generally tend to be on the younger side. Yeah. And I, I just think that they don't have enough sort of life experience to be able to effectively manage an exec. Would you agree with that? It can be a problem. I mean, it, not 100% of the time. I have seen some really great, amazing, young admin assistants. But um, I think part of that is hiring people that are confident in themselves. Mm -hmm. um, that's really the key, more so than even just how long they've lived or, or what their experiences are. But people that aren't afraid to take a stand, make a decision, take the initiative, that sort of thing. Um, and you have to be, I guess, careful too, because if you're, say, you're doing a search, you don't want to be seduced by an appearance. You don't want to say mm -hmm. like, oh, well, you know, that person looks like the best candidate because, you know, she looks like she's been in the biz for a while and, you know, she, she knows what she's doing. She's got good shoes and, you know, that, that sort of thing. You, you have to be careful because appearances can be very deceiving. Some of the best advents I've ever met, uh, you know, aren't necessarily in the glossiest package, just mm. like, just like executives, just like anybody else. So you really need to, you need to get to know the person and not just the, the image that they project in a job interview. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I do recommend if you're going to hire somebody for any kind of admin role, I know you will agree with this too, um, is you really want to give them some, some practical scenarios, maybe even some homework, oh, uh, see how they work mm -hmm. see, and get them to produce something. I mean, I've been in, in job uh, interview cycles where I get to create a spreadsheet or, or mm -hmm. troubleshoot something that somebody else has created. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's really helpful because mm -hmm. it, it just, it will show you who can do these things and who can't do these things and how they do them. So one challenge I've heard a lot of, and not just with admins, but sort of generally, is uh, problems with turnover. And yes. particularly, I think, with you know jobs that are sort of admin-related, mm -hmm. I think it's hard to find people who don't want to you know do something else in a right. year's time. So can you speak to that? Yeah, no, that's a really good point. And what I found, like in the jobs where I've chosen to stay a longer time, uh, is that your boss is going to help you identify a long-term plan for your own development. Mm -hmm. So even though you're staying on as their admin, you have an area of focus or you have an area where you're learning. So mm -hmm. it might be if you're a nonprofit that they're going to teach you everything they know about fundraising. Mm -hmm. Or it might be that they're going to teach you everything they know about, you know, uh, you know, dealing with a board or mm -hmm. what have you. Um, and so that's the value for you to stay is that you can learn you know, at the, at the feet of this person that is an expert on something. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what keeps it interesting. Or they may also groom you for taking on a role in the organization that you can do concurrently with being an admin. Mm -hmm. Like, for instance, when I started at the nonprofit where we met in 2002, my original job title was office manager. And then grad gradually, mm -hmm. I took on more and more pieces um, because they trusted me with the responsibility of doing that. And so it got to the point of dealing with the board and, you know, dealing with fundraising at different times. And uh, just... I think mapping out a, ch a course for you so that you're not just coming in doing the same thing every day mm -hmm. keeps you from getting bored as an admin, and it keeps you uh, keeps you interested. Yeah. Yeah. One question I have for you. Mm -hmm. So I find that often with executives, especially you know founding executives, they're so used to doing everything themselves. Yeah. So how are you able to manage up to get them to let go of stuff? Because I think that's often. That's often a challenge with like go-getter type A people. Like, oh, it I'll is. just I'll do it myself. It is. It is. It's very tricky. You have to take charge. Mm -hmm. You have to say, you know, if 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 I'm going to be of any use to you, you have to let me 
jump mm -hmm. in and you have to get them comfortable with handing things over to you. It might be that they hand you a few things first so that you can show them that you're competent and mm -hmm. then move on. Hopefully, uh, you've already will have proved that, proven that during the interview process. Um, but if not, it, you do have to be a little bit tough. You have to have a little bit of tough love with them and, and, and just start doing it. Mm -hmm. I guess that's the other thing is nine times out of 10, when I've been in any kind of admin role, I jump in and I just start doing it. Mm -hmm. And then they realize, oh, this person is actually helping me or this person can actually help me and then mm -hmm. they will give you more to do. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's getting them to trust you. Mm -hmm. you know, and the best way of doing that is just by jumping in and grabbing grabbing the reins. Yeah, it, it feels a little bit like a, a dance, right? It, it is, it, yeah. You have to it's read totally your, you know, your exec, you have to understand their quirks, their likes, their dislikes. Yeah. I mean, earlier you said you have to be a little bit of a mind reader. Yes, that, and that's true. And you have to be able to read like what's happening with them that day. Mm, you know, you have to yeah. see where they are that day, have a little way of checking in with them. You know, you know, a lot of people will, will want to do like a little quick touch base in the mornings, which is great. Um, but yeah, it is important. And, it's, and you got to realize they're people too. Like sometimes you also have to like go in their office and shut the door and say like, I know something's wrong. Uh, what's going on? You mm -hmm. know, or, or how can I help you, you know, navigate today? Because, yeah. you know, clearly something is the matter. And sometimes they won't tell you, but a lot of times they will. Mm -hmm. um, and it just, uh, it's... It's getting them to think of you as a team, working with them, as opposed to them necessarily uh, managing you. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, yeah. it really is a partnership. Yeah, it's interesting you say that because I think one of the challenges of leadership is that you have to constantly be you know, reflecting, improving, and being aware of both yourself and others. And mm -hmm. I think, especially when you get busy, when you get stressed, that's not necessarily you're not taking that mental space to really reflect. And so, uh, you know, as somebody who can then sort of into it and help, help get them out of the craziness. Yes. I think yeah. it's helpful. A lot of times it just, it boils down to just doing something in acting. We have something we call a pattern break, which is, it just gets someone to stop doing whatever their usual pattern is. So it might just oh, be as simple like as that. just, you know, if you see your exec sitting there obsessing over something uh, or, you know, typing the same sentence over and over again or something, it might mean that you walk over to them and, you know, plop your stapler down on their desk, you know, to, to jar them back to, to reality. Uh, or, you know, ask them, you know, hey, you want some coffee or whatever, just like something to break that thought cycle. So you're telling me that mm. basically a good admin is sort of like a caddy for a golfer. Mm, don't love that analogy. No? Well, in the sense that you're like, I'm going to give you advice. I'm going to like tell yeah, you which no, tool true. to use. Yeah, I'm going no, to like support you in your mission. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay. I was just imagining myself just lugging the clubs. No, no, no. Not lugging the clubs. Can we have a card? No, like a strategy guy. Like, okay. oh, I'm, I'm seeing that tiger is yeah. choking right now. Yeah, let exactly. Me, let me switch up the clubs here. Yeah, no, there is an element of that. Yeah, and getting them to trust you um, with that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Actually, caddies make a lot of money if they're backing a winner. This yeah. is true. This is true. <laughs> Maybe I'm doing the wrong thing. Maybe I we're doing it. the wrong thing. <laughs> we should be caddies. Oh all right. Well, John, thank you so much for all of the insight. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Any last words of wisdom? Uh, gosh. Executives, be good to your, your assistants. Yeah. You can live or die by your That's assistants. true. That's what we'll take you down. I know. <laughs> all right. Thank you, podcast listeners. We'll see you next week. Bye.